0: Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost. I'm your host Annette,
1: and I'm Stephen. And
0: today, <laughs> smooth, Stevie. Today we are on episode eighteen. For Steve- the love of a bee. Oh, sorry, I forgot to let you do your thing. Yeah, let me go eighty. A uh, lovely bee. Okay, uh, we are going to Florida.
1: Flor, I thought you were going to say we're going to falafel. <laughs>
0: Flor- we crack on. Crack on. After being darkened during the Civil War on June 1st, 1867, the old Spanish watchtower once more became a functioning lighthouse with the return of its light. You see, in 1864, during the American Civil War on Anastasia Island, the lighthouse became a point of contention between Confederate sympathisers and the Union. The crafty Confederates stole the lenses and the clockwork mechanism. This small action had profound ramifications on from the war. It blocked the trade route and sent shockwaves through Lincoln's plans for victories. St. Augustine was seized peacefully by a gunboat, and after some inventive interrogation techniques, the location of the stolen lenses and clockwork mechanism was revealed. But returning to the story... It soon became clear that the structure would soon lose the battle with Mother Nature as the sea continued to erode the land around the lighthouse. After several reports to the United States Lighthouse Board referencing the erosion and encroaching seas, Congress approved the money for the new St. Augustine Lighthouse Tower. The construction of the tower began in 1871, but what was supposed to be a benefit to public transportation and safety soon turned to tragedy superintendent of lighthouse construction hezekiah petty moved with his family from cape elizabeth in maine to oversee the construction of the new saint augustine lighthouse hezekiah lived on site with his wife mary and their children mary adelaide eliza edward and carrie because hezekiah brought his children to the site with him they did as children do The Petit Children turned the construction site into a playground, inviting the children of the other workers into their fun. By 1873, only the foundation and 42 feet of the 165-foot tower were completed. A railway cart moved the supplies from supply ships docked at Salt Run to the building site. Riding the cart down to the water was a favourite pastime of the Petit Children. They used the cart as a Victorian-era roller coaster riding the cart to the water and bringing it back up to the site to ride again. Only a wooden board at the end of the rail stopped the cart from tipping over into the water. On July 10th, 1873, the three Petit sisters, Mary, 15, Eliza, 13, and Carrie, aged four, along with an unknown African-American girl aged 10, whose father possibly worked on the site, were riding the cart as normal. The wooden board that stopped the cart from going into the water was not in place. The cart carrying the girls flipped into the water, trapping the girls underneath. Mr. Dan Sessions, a young African-American worker, witnessed the tragic event and raced to the water. When he reached the cart using all his strength, he lifted it from atop the girls. By this time, three of the four girls had drowned. The only survivor was the youngest, Carrie. And the days after the accident, the construction site, as well as the town, shut down for the funeral of the girls. Following the funeral, the Petit family returned to Maine to lay their children to rest in their hometown. It's not known where the young African-American girl was buried. In fact, some newspaper reports failed to even mention her. In the 145 years since the accident, strange occurrences have been repeatedly attributed to the spirits of the girls. The grown children of the lighthouse keepers have reported back to the St. Augustine Lighthouse and Maritime Museum and told them stories of the home being a terrific place for Halloween parties and for telling ghost stories. So by offering the Dark of the Moon tours, the museum is proudly able to carry on that family tradition. Here are some of their stories. One story involves a relief lighthouse keeper living in the home from the 1950s who reported hearing footsteps upstairs. He went to investigate but no one was up there. The head keeper at the time was James Pippin. He served from 1953 to 1955 and was the last keeper to live at the lighthouse station. Pippin initially lived in the keeper's house as all the previous keepers had done but he moved to the much smaller 1941 coastal lookout building swearing that the big house was haunted and he would not stay another night in it. In 1955, the lighthouse lamp was fully automated and the United States Coast Guard replaced lighthouse keepers with a position called a lamplighter. The local lamplighter had all the duties of a lighthouse keeper but did not live on site. As a result, the keeper's house was rented for a time. A local man who crafted leather goods rented the property during the 1960s. He tells the story of waking up one night with a small girl standing by his bed. As he blinked his eyes to look at her, she disappeared. In 1970, after standing empty for many years, the keeper's house burned under mysterious circumstances, gutting the home and leaving only the coquina basement and a few charred timbers. St. John's County purchased the shell of the building with the intention of demolishing it for safety reasons. However, 16 women in an all-volunteer Junior Service League of St. Augustine stepped in, Raising $1.2 million over the next 15 years to restore and renovate the Keeper's House, Lighthouse Tower, and the original Fresnel Lens, a feat never before accomplished. The group added the building to the National Register of Historic Places with the help of Karen Harvey, a local historian, writer, and longtime lighthouse advocate. During the renovations, both construction workers and JSL volunteers reported numerous unexplained incidents in the home. The basement was a particularly active area for ghostly encounters, being the only part of the home that had not been completely burned. Perhaps the children liked to play here. Today you can still feel a spooky presence there. While the children are by no means the only tragedy that occurred in that home, the girls are some of the most active spirits around. Psychics contact staffers frequently, and recently one told them that the African-American girl's name was Ellie or Eleanor. They continue their archival research and hope to find historical evidence one day to confirm this information. As playful spirits, the girls enjoy playing hide-and-seek, sometimes including unsuspecting people. One night, in the dark lighthouse tower, a lone staffer was closing up for the night. He heard giggling at the top of the stairs. Thinking that he had left someone at the top of the tower, he returned to the top to find it empty. As he began to head back down the tower, he heard the same giggling below him. Descending the bottom, he once again found no one there. Was it just the wind, or was he in the midst of a game of hide-and-seek? Another evening, a female guest on a dark-of-the-moon tour was standing on the first step of the metal lighthouse staircase. When she took her first step to climb the tower, she found her shoelace tied to the staircase. Whether it was a ghost or her companion playing a trick we cannot say. On another tour, a guide found a group of young women in the basement of the keeper's home. One of the young women rented an EMF meter to measure the electrical activity caused by spirits. The young woman holding the meter asked the girls if they wanted to play hide-and-seek. The meter spiked. The young woman wandered the basement searching for the hiding girls, finally finding meter activity under the spiral staircase leading to the main floor. Excitedly, she said she found them, and she asked if they wanted to play again. Like before, the meter spiked. Once again, the young woman searched the basement for the girls, and after several minutes found electrical energy near the children's play table. At about that time, another set of guests came into the basement, and reportedly, the energy dissipated. Several years ago, during the day, a guest was exploring the Maritime Hammock Trails, and came upon a young girl in a Victorian outfit, sitting on a bench reading a book. As she began to ask the girl a question, another group came up from the opposite direction. Distracted by the group, the woman looked away for only a moment, and turned back to find the little girl on the bench was gone. In a similar instance, a woman on a tour approached another woman to compliment her daughter's behaviour on the tour. Confused, the woman said she had no daughter, The other woman then told her that a little girl had been standing by her side most of the evening. There were no children on the tour that evening. Just one more of the many ghosts who still reside in the St. Augustine Lighthouse is Maria Mester de la Stolores Andro. Not only because she's a frequent spirit seen at the lighthouse, but because of who she was when she was alive. In 1859, she became not only the first woman to serve in the US Coast Guard, but she also became the first Hispanic American woman to command a federal shore installation, the St. Augustine Lighthouse. Sadly, her appointment came after her husband, the former caretaker, 60-year-old Joseph Andro, met his fateful end when he fell from the top of the tower while painting the exterior. Joseph's obituary in the St. Augustine Examiner ...describes his death in graphic detail. The lashings of the scaffold suddenly gave way... ...and he was precipitated to the ground... ...killing him almost instantaneously. He first struck the roof of the oil room... ...about 30 feet below... ...whence he glanced off and struck the stone wall... ...which enclosed the lighthouse... ...and thence to the ground... ...a stone pavement. On Anastasia Island... ...Maria followed in the footsteps... ...her husband had once taken even standing on the edge of the catwalk, gazing down upon the place her husband's broken body once lay. Occasionally she can still be seen leaning over the railing, possibly imagining what Joseph's last few seconds were like. St Augustine Lighthouse is without a doubt one of the haunted places that leaves a lasting impression on its visitors. With its rich history, infamous legends and well-documented sightings, It's fair to say that while the lighthouse is still a fully functioning lighthouse, it is now and will always continue to be a home for those spirits who don't want to leave. What do you think of that story? That was a really interesting story. That's not even remotely half of the ghosts that are in it. I'll include the links in the show notes. There's, uh, There's like one of the lighthouse keepers... Um, I don't know if it was that he was suffering with depression from being alone, because it is a lonely, lonely job, but he Uh took his own life. There's another one, uh, a female, Um, I'm not 100% sure what what her situation was. There's another one, um, he's like, you know the way sometimes when people are taking pictures, the Robin that came into the kitchen yesterday and I couldn't get my phone out quick enough. Mm -hmm. And if I'd actually taken a picture, the bloody thing would have looked like a cryptid by the time I got the picture taken because it would have been all distorted and whatever sometimes photographs i'm kind of like you know i can give or take whether or not a photograph looks haunted but if i walk into a room and i smell cherry tobacco in a room that no one is smoking in that that would definitely set me off my sense of smell if there's a there's there's a room in the lighthouse that you walk into and there's a very distinct smell of a tobacco or a cherry tobacco that one of the lighthouse keepers um his name was it Rasputin? No, it wasn't Rasputin. That was the Russian guy. Um, Rasputin. Again, I'll put the links in the in the show notes. But well, yeah, you walk into a room, and and far too many people have said it without being prompted. Mm. Can you can you smell that? It Smells like tobacco, but it's sweet. And I'm like, oh, that would be that would be. I'd feel more compelled by a sense yeah. than something I could see, because photographs can be distorted and they can be interpreted. Like you could see something different than what I could see. But the, the, there's there's tons there's so much history and i'm so glad that they they managed to get the money together to get
1: yeah that would really work cool. into the
0: place um like let's be honest 1.5 million over 15 years is is not it's not it's not a bad beat That's what? no especially when it's all voluntary and you're kind of trying to just raise the mm. money yourself um and it's really hard for 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 people to get restoration donations because it's like a lot of people are like, well, what am I giving you my money for? What am I going to get out of this? So getting something for restoration is quite hard, but the, the, the building itself is beautiful. It's It doesn't look like a normal lighthouse setting because it's it's in quite a built-up area now. Nice. Anastasia Island would be, like, really green, have loads of nice houses. Um, So it looks weird. It looks like it belongs on the side of a cliff. To me, lighthouses are at the side of cliffs, like the Flannan and... <laughs> I don't even think I said that right. Like the Flannan Isles, remember the first lighthouse that we covered? No. Oh, yeah. That thing looked like something from Harry Potter on the side of a cliff, getting smashed out of a bow, by waves. So this is—it's very pretty, and I'm so glad they they managed to restore it. Plus, the lighthouse keeper's house is huge. Oh yeah. It's—it's it's pretty big. I'll show you some pictures. Please um, do. See, isn't it pretty? Does it that I put the like
1: stairs on the outside of it? <laughs> no, oh, it's just... It's a, just the way he's painted. Sorry, it, it was the shadow on the, the screen you showed me. Yeah. It, it is. It looks like a barbershop symbol, but turned... Uh, on its side, outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's put outside the lighthouse. It's It's huge. very,
0: very pretty. Now, to be fair, the this is 500 metres away from where the original lighthouse was. But, okay. Because the original lighthouse literally fell into the water.
1: Oh. They That's were like, "Hi, can
0: we have some money to restore this?" And then by the time everything got sorted, they was like, "Ah, actually, it's fallen into the side of the sea." Now it was only a watchtower at the beginning because yeah. it's was built eighteen mid eighteen hundreds, but okay. the watchtower was there from the fifteen hundreds, mm-hmm. and it was never meant to be a lighthouse. It was just meant to be okay. So we got raided there a couple of weeks ago. How about we get somebody up real high so we can see if any of our enemy ships are coming? Yeah. And um, so the original lighthouse was five hundred meters away, but it's. It's all part of the same lands now. Um, I want to see if I can get one of the house. Who's this, that guy? This guy catches loads of people out because they always think that there's somebody up there. But he's just a he's just a random ghost who hangs around the stairwell. You are downstairs, he's upstairs. You go upstairs, he's not there. You go back downstairs, and um, he spooks a lot of people. He's me spooked. <laughs> I, I got real um real nauseous when I watched this the first time because when he steps out. Like it's stunning how high it is, but see the what it, see what I'm saying? It's all green and there's yeah. houses and it's really pretty. It's not what you think a lighthouse would be because it's it is not right out on the coast. No, it's, so yeah. it's in a good bit there. That's the house there. It's
1: fancy.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's really big. Um, and then it's not just the ground floor and the first floor that's got the basement as well. So it it's like it's it's spacious as it goes because you know yourself. From what we learned the last time, lighthouse keepers have to live in the lighthouse. It's a very cramped space. Mm. And then this place, people were scared of it as well. So then they ended up moving down the road. It was like, yeah, I'll still do my job. I'll just do it from way down here.
1: It's gradually working towards remote working. <laughs> it's pretty much. <laughs> when your job is to turn on a light switch, you can't really, you kind of have to be there to press yeah, the button. No, yeah, like yeah. my
0: job. You can work remotely, I can't work remotely. Kind of defeats the purpose of being a delivery driver yep. no you can come to my house and pick up your parcel.
1: i don't think i want that many people coming to my door no no
0: no have you any characters for me
1: yeah so the three girls because they're they're your kid actors you yes. always want to have multiples yes, yes, yes. so lindsay lohan who played a twin
0: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if that counts but go
1: on it's all i've got uh, the Olsen twins okay and tia and tamara
0: okay well that could work but that actually could work because then you'd have Lindsay Lohan, you'd have the Olsen twins, and then you'd have Tia and Tamara because you know there was the young African American girl. Yes, I'm kind of devastated that we don't know who she was. We kind of have an idea no. what her name was. Um, but isn't it crazy that the whole town closes down for a funeral and then all of a sudden the poor African American girls like she wasn't even she mentioned, the, like she wasn't even mentioned in some of the newspaper strips at That's... The... But I mean, the, the museum themselves are are doing. More than their due diligence to try and find some more information on it, but like you know, census and stuff like that. Yeah, it? like kids, they're back then, it was kind of like you move where the work is, yeah. So you nearly miss the census and you go to the next town and the next town and the next mm-hmm. town. But we won't get into my yeah. opinions on that. Yeah. Um, One
1: other character go who was that really cool woman that you were talking about that. Was the first Maria. Maria, she and tell us about Maria again.
0: So Maria was the first female uh, to serve in the U.S. Coast Guard, but she was also the first Hispanic American woman to command a federal shore installation. So the the lighthouse itself. Okay. Um, I just thought she was really awesome. Yeah. Who'd oh, you have for her?
1: Rosie Perez. Who's she? She is the female actress in White Man Can't Jump the t- the nineteen ninety two version, not the twenty twenty three version. Just twenty twenty three white man can oh, jump. Is
0: there really?
1: Yeah, I have. Did they known.
0: keep any of the same cast? Oh, God, no. oh, what? I can't know. Why are you doing that? Though.
1: I have no idea if they have the cast or not. When I, mean, I was just checking I wonder,
0: names, I wonder. Do they kind of like think okay if we leave this for long enough people will forget the original actors but nobody's ever gonna forget her court scene of my father came to me in a dream and told me the lottery numbers i'm like that is a genius that is genius he play on the religion she was holding her cross when she was saying oh, it yeah. it's probably the only scene i remember from i've only watched the movie once
1: i remember her being a whiz at it was oh, was no, jeopardy it was jeopardy, jeopardy, jeopardy. jeopardy. It, was Je- it was jeopardy yeah she was a jeopardy whiz. um but what they've done is they've recreated that movie was 1992 i think and there was a re-release of it for in 2023. So let's do the maths on this: ninety, no, to that's 10. Not. ten. It's thirty-one. Oh, it's over 30, it's thirty. It's thirty-one yeah. years. You see, so there's, I don't kids, know. there's people out there who aren't thirty yet who go, "Jesus, this is a new movie." No,
0: I'm not okay with that. And they're like, because "Oh, what is White Man's say Thirty years ago, to me, as a kid who grew up, you know, when time was a, a thing that I needed to be aware of you say 30 years ago to me I think it's 1970 yeah because oh, you no, know, th- in does. the 2000s is when time actually had relevance yeah. to me and it was like important because I needed to get up on time for work and not just school whereas now if you say so to someone oh 30 years ago and they immediately think of the 90s i get very uncomfortable with that and i'm not okay with that Mm -hmm. and i don't like the fact that when people ask for id they see 19 and then they don't even bother looking at the rest of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can you imagine that though me trying to get into like break for the border or something have you id love and i'm like i don't even know why i'm here why am i even here i'm here for a bop i'm not even here for a drink
1: i do i don't know why i just meant to say imagine your dad getting id did
0: i ever tell you about the time My dad and my mom, I don't know. They were feeling nostalgic or young for, actually, do you know what? They were probably only about 45 at the time, but they both went to go to Break for the Border. That's why it came into my head. And your man turned around to (laughs) you. The bouncer turned around to my dad and he was like, sorry, no skinheads tonight. And he went, I'm not a skinhead, I'm bald. And your mom was like, oh Jesus mate, sorry, sorry, sorry. And he let him and my mom in and my dad was just kind of like, Alright, okay, like a pass skinhead. It doesn't look like I've mm-hmm. bought and I'm like, sit down, Sean Luke card, okay? It's alright. Everything's gonna be okay. Have you any questions for me? No. Can we finish up there? So? Say words. Okay. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will of course include links in the show notes. And if you have any questions on this or any other episode, our socials are what's the story ghost on Instagram and what's the story ghost at gmail.com if you have any personal stories you would like to share. And those are all my words. Exit jingle. Exit jingle. <laughs> bye I'm going to have to call you out on that because I think you did no, that I one definitely
1: did. no I definitely did that one again we did
0: it on the other Lighthouse I
1: mean, but what, there is no what
0: other order. song do you sing for a
1: Lighthouse episode <laughs> no, I'm sitting there was just, that Australian Australian
0: yeah and i was sitting through that whole
1: episode thinking of the episode right <laughs> now